you do what they told ya Now 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 you do what they told ya Killing in the name of by Rage Against the Machine, bringing us into episode number 73 of the Average Man podcast. And man, what a fucking track to speak to the times. I mean, 
that feels like it was tailor-made for the current situation, right? These crazy COVID times, man. We got Black Matters protests going on around the whole globe. We got police officers in the States who just can't stop killing black dudes, man. What the fuck's going on? And it's not new. It's been going on for a long time, but obviously social media now. Uh, this video of old mate Derek Chauvin, Siobhan, however you say his fucked up name, murdering George Floyd, eight minutes and 46 seconds worth of leaning on the dude's neck while he calls out for his mum and says repeatedly that he can't breathe murders him man on video seven year old 17 year old girl recorded it put it on social media that shit goes viral riots break out across the country not just where it happened but across the whole country they're burning the streets in fucking la turning cars over people are looting trashing the place all that noise dies down and the real protests continue to go on people who actually give a fuck about the causes not just the people who are jumping on uh, the 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 uh the bandwagon while there's some fucking looting and some chaos to hide their fucking criminal acts the real protests go on that spreads across social media cops some cops are doing the right thing some cops are still going ham on people on video and just using excessive force throwing old men around on on video camera over the weekend just gone again another black dude gets shot in the back running away from the police yeah he'd done some fun funky shit beforehand stole the cops taser gun but he was still running away from the police i don't think they shoot many white dudes uh, or, or women in those circumstances man and obviously these black Black Live protests have been kicking off all around the world, all, all across Australia. Government have been trying to shut them down, saying, you know, you can't protest now because of the social distancing measures we have in, in place due to COVID-19 and the rest of the world. The whole world's just saying, fuck off. We don't care. We don't care about this COVID bullshit anymore. This is some real issues that we need to stand up for. We need to stand together uh, in with with all Australians for the mistreatment of Indigenous Australians by not just police, but just in general, the, this general society's view about Indigenous Australians and then the mistreatment of, uh, of the black Americans, African Americans over in, the, over in the US by the police forces as well. And it's, and it's not just black African Americans, it's, it's probably Hispanics as well. And, and um, a lot of minority, race, uh, minority uh, races and groups. And it's not just mistreatment by the cops, again, it's the whole systemic uh, uh, the, the, the view this whole systemic fucking uh, what's the word just just it's it's fucked up all the way through the way that we we talk about um, different groups the way we think about different groups the way there is uh, different punishments and treatments for fucking minority groups you know and and to say that to try and keep turning a blind eye to it, it it's it's just not fucking working is it things aren't changing and all of a sudden we're all together on this just going we, we, we need a fucking we need change man we need things to change it, it's sad that it took the death of this guy you know to spark this whole movement off but i think it's there's a, a real chance for change to happen and to come out of this and we're in the middle of a massive pendulum swing where things are going to go too far the other way while people are they're pulling all shows off netflix anything that they think is racially insensitive chris lilly's show's been pulled off because of his depiction of of um uh 
you know, Islander cultures and, and, and things and some of his characters. There's shows, uh, old movies and, and, and shows like, uh, uh, I think it's Are You Being Served and a bunch of old shows from the 60s and 70s that have been around forever that have been pulled off because maybe someone did blackface in them or there were some insensitive racial jokes along the way. So where the pendulum's swinging so far the other way where people are going to cover their ass and make sure that they're not they're not in the firing line when the social justice warriors come for them. But I think that'll swing back into the middle somewhere again. And you kind of need those extreme reactions to a scenario to get any sort of change, you know? Something horrible and extreme happens, the pendulum swings all the way where ridiculous measures are taken, the mean, and, and drastic measures are taken as well. Uh, the cop that shot Ray Sharp Brooks in the back while running away has been given the death sentence. Um, you know, we're going to see some severe punishments for these cops uh, who've been already stood down and have been charged with, I think, second degree murder and aiding and abetting second degree murder for the for the for the choking to death of, of George Floyd and then all this social justice warriorship where we're pulling shows off the internet and people are, are gonna be names are gonna be black marked and things like that. Pardon the pun. But um, the same blackballed will probably get blackballed now. Um, but you know, then the pendulum should swing back in the middle, and we should get a chance for some real change. But you need those extreme kind of—it's kind of like a negotiating tactic, you know. Someone throws a high ball figure, and then you throw them a low ball figure, and then the figures come up, and figures go down until we get to some sort of reasonable agreement somewhere in the middle. I feel like that's kind of how this thing needs to needs to play out a little bit. Um, but you know. Things are going to happen, things are going to move, things are going to change. And I think another thing that's going to give us is a big reset and a kick out of our fucking COVID rut that we're all in. You know, we need to get the fucking economy back on its feet and going again. We need to get people back into social situations. We just need to to get our lives back on track. COVID wasn't what it was... uh, first thought it was going to be the, the the rate of people who got seriously infected and, and died was way 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 low it was in the fractions of a percentage of the population compared to how many people caught it and were asymptomatic we now know that you can't really pass it if you are asymptomatic so kids didn't have to stay home from school and all that kind of crazy shit and now it feels like the government have got their claws in us which I spoke about at the beginning of this whole thing and they're really reluctant to pull pull them off and let us let us go again you know they're kind of holding freedoms over our head like a bit of a bargaining chip at this at this point and it was good to see people standing up for their rights the right to protest was one of the rights that was being stood up for so when the the, the court shut down the the protest in sydney a, a week or two ago that, that had 10,000 registered um, participants who were going to show up they pushed it and pushed it and pushed it and were still going to go ahead with the with the rally and then hours before it was due to start they had 20,000 people gathering ready to do this protest the courts uh, um, an appeal to the court was was accepted and they overturned the original uh, the original um, you know, decision that they couldn't have this rally, and, and that's really important for the freedom of people in our country. You know, we got to fight to get some of our freedoms back now because once the government gets here under their thumb and in a box like that, they'll be really reluctant to let people to let people go again. So that's happening in Australia. That's happening in America. It's happening all over the world. You know, America's still got a lot more problems with the whole COVID thing than we do. But I think it's pretty apparent now that it's not going to kill all these people. The hospital systems aren't going to be overwhelmed. You know, the the death rate are comparable to the flu flu season and yeah definitely the social distancing helped you know otherwise the 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 figures would have been higher obviously but 
it wasn't what it was sold to us as or what the health professionals thought it was going to be anyway. And I think it's time we just got to start moving on, hey? Like, no one gives a fuck what I think, obviously. I'm just a, a, an average man, but here, here I am on my platform, giving my point of view and my opinion, and I think that's um, that's where we are with that one. And I think that the, the, the Black Lives movement at the moment is the more important thing rather than the social distancing for, for COVID, uh, the kind of, you know, that never really fully arrived. So... You know, and there's a whole lot of backfall bullshit going on with this. People coming out and saying black lives matter. Yeah, well, all lives matter. And of course they do, but that's not really the conversation right now because police officers um, aren't killing white people uh, at the same rate and without any um, repercussions out that they are with, um, what, with, with you know, Indigenous Australians and African Americans and, uh, you know, other, probably, probably other uh, minority groups around the world as well so that's something that needs to be addressed and it seems like it really is it really is um being addressed in the states at the moment it was obviously a perfect storm you got people who are being kept home for months at a time unable to work they're they're stressed out they have you know um they can't go anywhere they can't do anything they can't make money they can't pay the bills all of a sudden there's this cop murdering a dude on fucking film it goes viral it's kind of the perfect storm for everything to just fucking kick off all that tinder lying around to a big spark and this big bonfire just kicks off you know and and um you know, you're seeing those cops being prosecuted now, which is what needs to happen. They need to make an example of these guys, man, and, and show them that if you use unlawful force and, you know, kill, murder people, black people, you're going to go to jail for it, man. You can't do that. And we've had... It's disappointing that we've had some similar circumstances over here in Australia, and I don't think we've had the, the same... Um, the same consequences dealt out so this George Floyd thing sort of brought to the forefront a a few specific cases over the past few years I mean in 2015 David Dungay was choked to death by um, by uh, you know the the um, not 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 police officers but but by um, prison guards in in when it was in Custody in prison, he had you know had some medical issues, and he was held down face down on the floor in a chokehold, and 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 and, and repeat, repeatedly said that he couldn't breathe, and you know ended up choking to death, dying, and and a coroner's case came out and said that there was other underlying medical issues that was the cause of his death. When the man was choked to death, you know, and I think the original George Floyd coroner said that there was other issues that caused him to die as well, and they had to go and get secondary coroner's reports to get the real truth out. So, you know, you can always find a coroner who's going to give you the 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 um the out that you need if you're if you're in those kind of if you know uh when the powers that be are in those kind of situations so you know there was also i think tanya day died it was it was a very avoidable in custody 2017 an aboriginal woman and right here in south headland in 2014 a girl died in custody as well you know um and there's just never really the same repercussions as there is if if it was a white girl or a white man that, that had died at the hands of police so publicly as well you know i think there'd be much larger repercussions and outcry from the community so it's about time that people all started getting on board and behind this thing and the whole culture has to change you know and i think a lot of it comes down to training of police officers and recruitment and selection of police officers like 
uh, I was just listening to a podcast um, recently about uh, of Jocko Willink was on the, the the Joe Rogan Experience. Jocko's a Navy SEAL, and you know he's um, he, he runs leadership courses and obviously highly highly trained military expert. And he was talking about the difference between training for for um, for Navy SEALs and training for police officers, where the Navy SEALs would train flat out for six months for uh, eighteen months for a six month deployment, and the police do something crazy like um, do something crazy like two to four hours of, of com- combative training per year and then they're just out in the field for the rest of the time. That's in the States. I'm not sure what the figures are over here in Australia, but it's clear that they're not trained correctly for the for the role that they've got. Seeing the worst of people day in, day out, having their lives in danger quite often, post-traumatic stress disorder that comes and goes and probably is never correctly dealt with. Um, this needs, you know, without those support systems, regular mental... Um, evaluations going on of people especially after they've been in, in, in stressful situations not directly after the event but six months you know 18 months down the track to see if people are still all right you know constant training about how to deal with these situations how about some some um, um, actual martial arts training how about have people um, do jiu-jitsu you know do jiu-jitsu and have to reach a certain point before they can become police officers how about having prior training and prior life experience like you have to have a degree or a qualification or or some sort of prior experience behind you before you can go in the police force like instead of coming straight out of school going into the cadets and then being a police by the time you're a police officer by the time you're 21 years old walking around with a gun and a badge telling people who've actually lived life and experienced life what they can and can't do it's so it seems sort of crazy to me because a lot of them as I get older I've really noticed are kids kids without any experience and, and all this power put on their shoulder and a gun and a, and a gang the blue gang behind them and, and they just I don't think that's the best way to uh, minimal training stick them out in the streets uh, on the streets and put them in these situations you know I don't think it's the best way to go about things when you get people who are under trained who are nervous who, are, who fear for their safety aren't paid that well and all of a sudden they're in a, 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 a physically threatening life threatening possibly situation we're getting people acting out acting really you know uh, drastically over the top um, and just not really having the right frame of mind, the right training behind them to, to deal with these situations. A lot of it's that and then a lot of it's just specifically with the American police force is just bad people. That dude that killed George Floyd, he was a bad, he's a bad guy, man. Plenty of, of reports against him over the years. Uh, he's fired his piece multiple times in, in the line of duty and killed multiple people. You know, and has he had psychic, psychic, psychic evaluations since some of those incidences have gone down? Has he had any uh, discipline, disciplinary action for the 17, to, 17 or 18 something um complaints put in against him over the years you know and then all of a sudden it gets to this boiling point where he stands around with three other officers watching him murder a guy on camera and, and i just think that you know there's obviously some massive changes that need to happen in, in the police force um and they need to be probably paid better they need to be trained better we need to put those resources into into that uh into the police as a resource because it's just not it's just not up to scratch really at the moment is it clearly so I think it's a really important time I think killing in the name of by Rage Against the Machine fuck you I won't do what you tell me is a perfect opener to, to the podcast dealing with some of these issues and um, you know it's just a it's just a fucked up crazy time uh, as I said the pendulum swings so far the other way uh, as well sometimes where there was a girl um, in the news well it wasn't in the news she was in uh, only on uh, independent media a guy named uh, Avi Yemeni, Yemeni, Avi Yemeni, 
uh, of TR News. He's an independent news guy on YouTube and whatnot. And he was reporting about a 15-year-old girl who was bashed in public by ten, uh, eight Sudanese girls. Um, in the broad daylight at the, at the um, what's it called, Southern Star train station, I think it was, or shopping centre, and, and at the train station, I think. And people stand around watching this girl get punched, kicked in the head, ripped down to the floor, stomped on. 15-year-old girl, terrified to go out of her house, too terrified to report it for fear she's going to get bashed again. And mainstream media haven't touched the story, won't go near it because it's not the right, because, you know, the, the perpetrators for the current climate aren't the right colour. You know, if it was 10, eight, ten white girls that had bashed a, a Sudanese girl at a train station, can you believe the, the media hype that would be getting? That would be blowing up. But fucking mainstream media, the same pricks who, who jumped straight on this COVID thing and started trumping it up and getting everyone in a frenzy as soon as it, as soon as it came out without any real information, those same people refu- just refuse to report this because it's not the kind of story they want to be attached to right now during this whole crazy black lives matters um protest scenario that we're that we're in the stories right now is crime and injustices done against uh, minority groups and anything else just really isn't what the mainstream media want to touch and want to and want to give to people right now which is just fucking bullshit man um you know this video of this is on youtube go and watch it 15 year old girl bashed at southern star train station it's fucking horrible man and she's terrified to go out of her house but wasn't wasn't the right kind of um news so people didn't didn't get behind it you know it's fucking horrible mate ah it's just i know it's a crazy world that we that we live in sometimes you know what i mean and that pendulum swing is is a crazy thing that we get caught in as well and we're definitely on the upswing of the the left wing movement at the moment um, again, I think it needs to happen for things to come down and settle in the middle and, and, and some actual rule change to happen. But yeah, definitely a crazy time to be um, to be witnessing right now. This whole COVID bullshit kicks off and then yeah, all these riots and protests and it's, a, it's just the way crazy. It's swept across the, 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 the whole world. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's involved. There's in, in England and in, in the UK, they're fucking pulling statues down left, right and centre. And, Crazy, crazy times, man. I think we're going to come out of 2020 with a, a different coloured, different shade of glasses that we look at the world through. So, very interesting time to be around. Um, yeah, another crazy thing I saw in the... You know that the, 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 these Sudanese girls that, that beat the shit out of this 15-year-old girl at the train station? It makes me think about the whole refugee situation in Australia. Uh, personally, I'm all for refugees coming to this country. I think it's horrible when they're intercepted and sent to shitty places or shitty detention centres or the, the ships end up going down or when they get put in detention centres over here or processing facilities, whatever they want to call them, in Australia or offshore and there's families who are who are in those situations, in those centres, there's kids who are there, there's families who are split apart and dad and mum are somewhere else and the kids are somewhere separate. You know, all that's horrible, man. I really think that obviously we want people to come to this country through the right channels, but I think once people are, are in our waters or on our shore, like we just need to do that, do our best to do some background checks on them, probably a physical on them and, and, and you know, maybe some mental uh, health checks on them and get them out in the community and just get them working and, 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 you know, help, you know, spend those resources on helping them transition into a better life here. I'm all about that, man. I understand it's a lot more, more difficult than that. There's a lot more logistics and nuanced conversations to have around it. I'm dumbass. I'm an idiot. I get it. I understand that there's a lot more going on than that, but I'm, I'm that way inclined that we try and do what we can to get those people 
into the community and working. I don't give a fuck where they come from or what they look like, or what language they speak. It's nice if they try and start learning English while they're here, please. That'd be great. But um, I'm more for that, right? That's where I. That's that's what sort of the line I stand on with refugees. However, when refugees are here and they break the law heinously like that, if you're breaking into people's houses, if you're doing violent crimes or sex crimes, I think you've got to go. I think you came to Australia, you had a second chance, you fucked it up, and even if it's the children who are fucking it up, you know, I'm sorry, that's that's, that's a kind of a... That's a kind of, uh, again, a nuanced conversation to have, but really I think that... that there's so many people who want to come to this country and want to give it a crack. I want to do the right thing. I want to make a better life for themselves. And if you come over here, you break the law, you do a violent crime or a sex crime or, or you know, you're breaking into houses and stealing cars or whatnot, I think you've got to go, man. I think deportation is the only answer for those people. You had a second shot and you fucked it up. You're in a gang. You're in some sort of fucking bikey gang or whatever it is, a Lebanese gang over in Sydney and you get caught doing that kind of shit. You don't have a citizenship. Fuck them off. Get rid of them. Why put them in our jails and spend more resources on them to then have them come back out into the community and be even fucking more more dangerous when they come when they come out if you don't want to come to australia and give it a good crack then you're not a real refugee you're not here you're not trying to um escape horrible violent situations in your own country you're just here to take advantage so you can fucking go and there's someone else who'll slip right into your position and 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 do the right thing and try and give it a good crack and that's where i stand on that as well so these eight girls who violently bash some poor girl at a at a train station stomping on her head and shit over a boy or something at school she spoke to uh, one of the sudanese boys so they were jealous you gotta go man he's gotta you gotta go your parents done fucked up. They didn't. They didn't watch what you were doing. Who you were hanging out with. Uh, they let you form a little gang and violently get into a situation where you violently bash the girl. And trust me, I was a little shit growing up. I was, you know, a little shit man. I was always a good dude, as you know, I meant well. But I did some bad shit. I got in a lot of fights. I hung around a lot of fucked up situations. Um, but you know, I never fucking. Me and eight of my friends never bashed someone and stomped on their head in public. You know, that's just not. That's not normal, correct, or or acceptable behavior you all got to go man someone else will take your place at your school in your community at your workplace if you're if you're if you're eligible to be in the workforce there's other people man you got to go that's my opinion on that very very open to having refugees here definitely not keeping kids and families separated and in detention camps or processing facilities get them out get them work and get them in the communities but if they fuck up like that got to go got to go man I'm pretty passionate about that whole thing as well. Uh, yeah. So that fucking pissed me off. You know, and talking about being a little shit when I was growing up, you know what I also heard in the news just the other day that broke my heart, man. Um, there was a young Islander kid um, from a, you know, a Christian group, I think Church of the Latter-day Saints, Church, Jesus Christ Church of the Latter-day Saints, something along those lines. They're sort of like they're typically either Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or one of those sort of extreme sort of um, sectors of religion. The, the, a lot of the islanders, that's the kind of the missionaries that went out to those places and, and, and um, spread the word to them. Um, certain times, times during the recent history, and you find a lot of those, um, the, a lot of those cultures are, are really into those into those religious groups, and, and that's part of their community. And this guy, this young kid. 15 years old, um, I'm butcher his last name if I try and say it, um, Solomon Tuafalangaki, Tuafalangaki, sorry man, I can't say the name, um, but he was stabbed to death by six boys um, at a shopping centre, you know, and, and, and just one, they had a 
they had his friend talking on the in the news report. Um, so in the bulletin on, I heard on ABC, uh, they heard they interviewed his friend, and the way he described this kid, he said, you know, he was just. He was just one of a kind. He said he was a flower. Every morning you would see him and he would just open up with this big smile and, and he made everyone else around him feel better. And he was one of those guys you just you couldn't you just can't beat that smile and he was really one of a kind. And it just broke my heart. This kid's been stabbed to death by a bunch of little thugs trying to be trying to be hard at the shopping centre, man. You know, and I've been in that situation very similar to that before. So I kind of understood and it just broke my heart that knowing his his last moments of life would have been would be filled with terror, you know. At such a young age, man, I was about 16, 15 or sixteen when um, there was this group of kids. Uh, it was a family, actually. When I was growing up, growing up, uh, they hung around like Junlup train station and shit. The trains, traino rats, we used to call them. Not just them, their family, but you know those kids growing up in in, in Perth city or around, around the suburbs of Perth. There was kids that would hang out at the train station and the shop and that, and we, you know we'd call them traino rats. And they were like little homie kids would hang out near Adidas and Nike and shit like that. And, you know, they were basically little gangs that would hang out and just look for trouble, man. They were always cruising around, just looking for fights, looking for trouble, bumming smokes off people, just being, yeah, just up to no good, man. And there was this one particular family called the Canaines. Um, you know, the youngest kid, I think at the time, was about 13 or 14, the youngest brother. And the oldest brother would have been about 21, 22. And, you know, when you're 16, 17, a 21-year-old is, like, fucking terrifying. They're a full-grown man. They're out in the world driving around. You know, you don't know who they know and, and, and what they've been up to. I think he'd been in prison or at least in juvie at some stage. You know, the brothers, the, the family, they were, they were in and out of prisons. I think there were six brothers. The Canaines, right? And then they had a bunch of little feral rats that would hang around them. These other family called the Sparrows, who were little little white trash muppets that would hang out and, and um basically they had their, their little gang right and uh, a guy who i used to skate with at the time um james mckinnon he didn't go i didn't go to school with him but he was mates with a couple of my best mates who, who went to his school his high school and we all used to skate together on the weekends we'd go to shopping centers and and um uh schools that were closed on the weekends and, and fucking places like that um where there was no one around you know we, we'd catch a bus and a train there and go skate for the weekend and during one of our missions back through Junalup Shopping Centre, this is back in the day when the shops weren't open really on Sundays, there'd be a couple of shops that were open. So there's no one there, car parks are empty and shit. And um, he'd done something at school that had pissed one of these Canaan boys off and they wanted to bash him, right? I think, I think it was something over a girl. Uh, there was about about six of us, you know, at the, at the train station waiting for a bus. And... Um, we were walking from the shopping centre back over to the train station, something along, the, along those lines. There was about six of us, and um, we saw the Canaines coming over. There was them and a few of their mates. There was about 12 of them. Like I said, the oldest one's about 22, and the youngest one's like 14, right? And they were coming over towards us. And the boys all knew who they were, and they were after James. So they all said, oh, the Canaines are coming, let's run. So they fucking all spread off and, and took off. You know, and me, I didn't know them from a bar of soap. Didn't go to their school, didn't know any of the kids. I knew the name, but didn't, had never had a problem or a run-in with them. And plus, as, as a young guy with a big ego as well, I thought, I'm not going to fucking run anywhere. I don't, I don't know these guys. got no problem with me. I'm fucking not running. They're, I don't have a beef with them. I'm going to just chill here and fucking wait for the fucking train station. Wait, wait for me bus. The boys come up, all of them, and, and they surrounded me, right? And they start going to me, yeah. 
you know, you know, you know James McKinnon, you know James McKinnon. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know him. I skate with him, blah blah blah. And they go, and you want to? We got a message for him. We're going to give you a message. You want it? You want a message for him? And I said, oh yeah, I can give him a message. And this guy's coming up to me. One of the older boys going, you sure you want a message? Sure you want a message? I said, oh, well, not if you're going to fucking. He sort of had his fist up. And I said, not if you're going to punch me in the head. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, just tell him when we catch him, he's fucking dead. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, right, I know. My heart's sort of beating by this time. I'm in the middle of this circle. They're sort of all the way around me. And a couple of the little rats who are hanging out with them on the, on the, on the sideline, a couple of the younger crew, come up. And one of them goes, I like your necklace. It was like one of those, back in the 90s, we'd wear them. Those, like, le- it was like a leather band with a circular pendant on it. It was a rip curl pendant or something like that. And these were homies, man. They didn't wear that kind of shit. And I said that. I said, oh, it's a surfy, surfy necklace. You guys don't need that. And they go, fucking like your necklace, give it here. And I, and then and I was like, nah, man. And uh, you know, it's my fucking necklace. No, you don't need it. Like, and then one of the boys comes up to me and goes, do you want to get stabbed for it? And he puts his hand in his pocket. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to get stabbed for it. He goes, well, fucking hand, hand it over, or you're gonna get stabbed. I was like, fucking hell. So I start pulling this necklace off and give it to him. He snatches it, and as he snatches that, one of the other guys snatches my skateboard out of my hand and just fucking run off with it. And I was fucking, one, embarrassed that it happened, two, fuming. I had quite a temper as a young fella. I was fucking fuming and just, like, just pissed off by the whole thing. And then they just laughed at me and a few of them walked off and a couple of them ran off with the skateboard. And I was fucking, I was so fuming, man. But, like, just the, the fear as well, like, when he puts his hand in his pocket and they're sort of closing in on me telling me, do you want to get stabbed for it? Like, I just thought... Well, no, I definitely don't want to get stabbed for it. But I understand what it's like to be in that situation as a young kid, you know. you First of all, you're just doing what your pride and your instincts tell you and what you've been taught to do as a young man growing up. Stand up for yourself, stand your ground. And then there's people who are willing to stab you to death for some something pathetic, like this kid got stabbed to death for something that happened on social media. And I understand, you know, it, it is different. I don't know if they, if, if, if this guy even had a knife. But the, the fact that, you know, that shit happens, that definitely goes down. I wasn't willing to play the game. But unfortunately, this kid on the weekend who, was, who died last or earlier in the week, you know, they definitely did have knives and they stabbed him to death. And it's a story I've heard over and over again. In my community, I have a very, very close friend I grew up with, you know, who was, who was, who, who was um, stabbed to death. Um, not the pocket they just gone the one before that. And I know... Um, yeah, another guy that was stabbed to death growing up as well. Um, you know, so people I actually had in our circle of friends that's happened to them, man. And it's just a fucked up, horrible thing. And the fear that this poor kid must have must have felt. So I heard that story in the news, and it just broke just broke my heart, man. My, my the thoughts go out like a young life wasted, a family torn apart, you know. And and the lives of those dumb little fuckers that stabbed him to death. I think they were aged between thirteen and sixteen. Their lives are ruined. If you weren't that bad and you were just with them in the wrong place at the wrong time and, and caught up in it all, your life's wrong. You were a part of a murder. If you were bad and you actually did the stabbing and you're just a piece, a little piece of shit, you're, you're 13, 14 years old, your life's over, man. You know, you're not going to go to prison forever, but your life's over. You're never going to go become a normal person in society when you stabbed someone, murdered them at the age of fucking 14, 15, are you? So there's just so many fucking lives ruined. And then their parents don't have them at home. Their mums are going to be fucking hot, you know, in tears and... Yeah, just the whole thing just fucking sucks, man. So, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but that one really affected me during the week. And, yeah, I thought I just sort of would bring it up and share my little personal story. And I've got a bunch of them. I should probably start tapping into some of my, my, my um, stories growing up because I've got a whole heap of shit that, that went down when I was a young, when I was a young fella um, that I can definitely share. Um, and, uh, and I definitely, 
you know, probably pretty interesting. So I'll probably start tapping into a lot of those stories and introducing them to the to the podcast as well. Look on a on a positive note. I think things are starting to go back to normal in our community. We're talking about. Um, you know, travel opening up across the state, interstate travel opening up at some stage. Um, definitely cases have dropped right down. You know, we're starting to go back to normal with the social distancing thing. I think that, that people have stopped looking at each other funnily now and we're shaking hands again and, and doing all that kind of shit, which is really cool, man, because it was kind of crazy for a while there. We were like reacting to a, a virus that didn't exist in certain communities, definitely up here in Port Hedland. It didn't exist. There was no virus. There was no fucking virus in Port Hedland or the Pilbara at all. So we're all pretending, we're all staying away from each other and closing down shopping centres and pubs and cafes and people aren't going to work and kids are staying home from school and we're not touching each other and walking 1.5 metre away at the shopping centre and if you coughed in public you felt like you were going to be fucking tackled down and fucking thrown into a hazmat fucking holding cell somewhere and you know all that seems to be fading and going away now and we're getting back to, to life as normal I mean hell I'm wiling out at home fucking eating strawberries without washing them the other day like I used to as a crazy cat before COVID hit do you remember that? Going and fucking shopping centre, grabbing some fruit, taking it home, eating a fucking strawberry without washing it, mate. Eating some grapes straight out the packet, not wondering if there's COVID on top of it. That's fucking loose, getting loose again, man. So it's nice to be sitting back and, and, and seeing life go back to normal a little bit. And I think we're definitely all sick of the whole COVID situation. And I don't know what we're going to do if the second wave starts coming out of these mass protests that are being held, which, you know, you think it probably will. I think we just got to fucking move forward with it at this stage, don't we? Yeah, yeah, okay, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Not everyone's going to die. The hospital systems aren't going to get overrun. You can't pass it on if you're asymptomatic. Let's just, just, maybe if you're fucking old and you've got diabetes and heart problems and respiratory problems and there's an outbreak in your community, maybe you should self-isolate and, and other people who, who just are healthy, young and, and, and aren't going to be negatively affected by it should just go on with their fucking lives and maybe that's the way we need to move forward with this whole thing. I'm not a doctor, I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, but that's my opinion on the whole damn thing. Um, I feel like I've done enough for today, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I did a podcast, I actually recorded one last week, midweek, but I was just super down, no no motivation, no energy, uh, a little bit depressed, and uh, it wasn't good, it wasn't re- worth releasing, so um, I just sat on it and, and thought I'd redo it uh, now, Saturday, and, and get it out there and, and move forward from here. Um, yeah, man, appreciate your time. Appreciate people for listening. Anyone who wants to get hold of me, I spoke to um, uh, the bloke from Pressure Force at the shops the other day. He said he wants to come on and have a chat, so that's cool. I'm going to get a few more interviews happening. Um, yeah, anyone, any businesses want to get in touch with me um, and have me shout you out on the on the podcast and you help me out by promoting me, helping promote on social media, I'm more than open to do that. I'm talking to local businesses. I mean, you guys, if you're listening, people from Beards and Shears, um, guys from Sharp and Spearfishing, um, GT diving, fucking yeah, like I said, pressure wash. I'm gonna have them on 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 uh, on um here. What are they called? Pressure force on here. Um, having a chat, man. Anyone, anyone in the community, if you think you know someone who runs a little business and would love to come on and have a chat to me, or someone who's interesting and does something cool, um, yeah, let's get them. Let's get them on board and, and have a chat, man. And, and um, I'm really keen, interested to do that. Anyone, anyone who's, who's done, done something that's quite interesting in the community, let's get them on and have a chat and, and get that happening. Uh, yeah. That's enough for me for today. Episode number 73 of the Average Man Podcast. Killing in the name of. Over and out. Peace.